Boom. This is it. This is it. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Who Writes This Stuff, a podcast about the foreign policies of southwestern Australia. Bet you didn't know that. Took a left turn there. I know. Uh, my name is Nick Flora, and I'm coming to you live on tape from my house in Nashville, Tennessee, in the United States, in the world, also in the universe. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Today's show is a good one. Uh, my amazing and talented and hilarious and fun-loving friend, who's also a singer-songwriter, Emily Deloach, joins me on the show uh, to talk about her songs and her writing process and her manly husband and her experience with with American Idol, uh, which is kind of fascinating, and uh, and a lot more. We, we kind of get into it, so I think you'll like her. Very cool person, because it's uh, women's liberation. I have to call her a person. You know, but anyway, <laughs> Emily is just about as much of a delight of a of a person that you could hope to meet, and uh, I hope you enjoy our little chat. So, speaking of chats, let's not waste any time getting into mine, Miss Emily Deloach. This isn't going live, is it? Yeah, live on the internet. Oh. No, <laughs> we're gonna take callers in a minute. <laughs> well, Emily Deloach. Nick Flora! Good to see you. You too. What, uh, uh, how have you been? <laughs> I've been doing pretty great. You pretty know? great? Just had some coffee. Yeah? Whole this morning? We're, we are sort of neighbors. Yes, it took me like three and a half minutes to get here. Yeah, I tell people all, all the time that they, whenever their people ask me if I, do you know Emily? And I, and I say, yeah, she's my neighbor, but not really. Because, well, we technically live off the same... You live on the street that I live off of, so. Thoroughfare. That's, ooh. Mm-hmm. Are these the type of words you, that you're going to throw out throughout the throughout this? I try to incorporate words like thoroughfare into all of my songs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like to write a lot about transportation. I've, noti- I've noticed that, that you, that you use thoroughfare a lot. I was, that's actually my first question. Uh, no, that, yeah, and, and but I think to call somebody your neighbor, you have to be able to walk to their house, and I'd be a little scared to walk to their oh, house. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't you know, recommend there's, that. There's some areas in between our houses that that scare me a little bit, even at, like, 8 in the morning. Walks. We'll call it that. We'll yeah. it that way. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no sidewalks. So, what's Emily DeLoach about? Where <laughs> You're from, where are you from, Alabama? Yeah, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. As my friend Ben Moon calls it, the big salty ham. <laughs> I think that was the moon. That might have been Ryan. Sorry if I misquoted that. Yeah, we're, we'll let we'll to fact check that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have my intern check on it. <laughs> what's the Birmingham? What's uh? What's in Birmingham? Um, it's a pretty steel big city. Industry. Is it? Yeah, that's Pittsburgh. You can't fool me. <laughs> that's not. No, I really do think it's called the Pittsburgh of the South. Or really? Something like that? Yeah. Hmm. Sloss furnaces. Do you know what the sister city is? The sister city of Birmingham. A, yeah. Do they have one? You know when you go into towns and it's like Cleveland, Tennessee. Well, that's, that's a bad one because <laughs> Cleveland's ghetto. It does not. Uh, but you know where it says like like Tulsa is like that. Where it's like Tulsa, sister city, Nagamako, Japan. I don't know what it means, but you, you, you never seen that. No, I need to travel How old more. Are you? <laughs> I guess so. It's not everybody that has it, but sometimes they're like, I don't know. Something happened along the way I think and they were just like yeah that maybe like some dignitaries from that place oh. came over and were like we'll be sister cities it's never brother it's always sister cities oh I love it so I don't, I don't think we Nashville even has that but maybe it's I don't know so you don't search. know no, google, google don't, that yeah shoot <laughs> growing up in Birmingham were you born and raised in Birmingham born and raised it really is a great city I mean especially for families when I was there which was 29 years Whoa. ago. Ain't, ain't scared. Ain't scared people know how old you are. Mm-mm. It seemed like I, just in the last 10 years, it has blossomed a lot. So when I say there wasn't a lot of music there, yeah. that was a long time ago. So now oh, there's a lot of awesome stuff there. I loved it. I just played a show there a few weeks ago. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. That was good. How often yeah. do you get back there? Oh, to play, I would say. Oh my gosh, not enough. But after, like before this, it had been 2008. And that's mm. my hometown. So that was three oh, years. Oh wow. Just a little bit ridiculous. Was it one of those things where there's just not enough places to play? Or you just you just don't get back because you just yeah, well, have this, to play there? I mean, This place I played was awesome. It's called the Red Cat. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, 
I would say it's in between in Nashville. Anyway, it, the, there's work play in Birmingham, which is huge. Yeah, that's the only one I know. Yeah, and it's awesome, but it's huge. I mean... Don't they downsize it? Don't they, like, put it... Do they not have, like, wall movable walls that they put in to make a smaller room? Oh, maybe they do. If they don't, they should. <laughs> I just came up with that trademark. <laughs> I'm going to mail this podcast to myself. Because so, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That is a really good anyway, idea. Anyway, yeah, it's huge. I, I, I know just from... I've never been there, but I just know from reputation that it's, like, this big open room yeah. with the stage in the corner. Balconies. There's, like, tiers. Oh, is there really? Okay. Yeah. It's huge and awesome. It really is. But, you know, I can't do that every six months. People don't want to hear me that much. So more and more places are opening up. Yes. But when you were growing up, there wasn't so much. Yeah. It was just kind of, what was the big thing? It was just kind of a smaller town kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of community stuff, just not, I don't know, not as much for the arts. But really, in the last 10 years, it has come a long way. I'm not kidding. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, intimidates me. I don't know why. To play a show there. Maybe maybe because everybody that I asked where to play, they said work play in that place. Oh, right. And I was like, I can't fill that place. Right, 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 right. That's not going to be a good show for anybody. You should go so. to this place. Red Cat Coffee House is down in this really cool district called the Pepper Place. And it's got a That name. sounds like you just made that up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's that called you the Broadnet <laughs> Land <laughs> Place. Ten. <laughs> Thoroughfare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up there, what uh, what was your earliest kind of musical revelation? Like, what brought out kind of an interest in in, in music? Was it was music kind of in your household already? No. Really? You like you like no, musical friend, family? No, not really. Um, my grandmother though is very musical and was involved in a lot of theater stuff in her. But I mean. That's a generation removed. So I knew about it, and I was exposed to it for sure through church, a lot of exposure through church. And then as I got older, it was so cool. I learned that there was was a little history of music in my family because it wasn't like, um, you know, we didn't have a singing family around the piano. It wasn't the Von Trapps. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny because I feel like I meet a lot of people that really did have that. Yeah. so awesome. Like your dad. Yeah. yeah. Musical guy. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. But But it ends there, though. Like, my dad was the first... So yeah, somebody yeah, gotta start it, somewhere. I know it, it, he just he's the first guy to pick it up. Like there are other artistic people in my family, but yeah, that was kind of the first. So you, are you kind of the first person to kind of take it and run with it? Oh, definitely. Past like church. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, not uh, the only person to to care about the, even considering doing that. But there is tons, like you just said, a lot of creativity in my family. My mm-hmm. mom's a very artistic person. She's a decorator and just oh yeah. And artist, she paints too. So, and and my dad's very creative too. So it's all in there. He it's, can sing. It's interesting to see how that manifests itself in different ways. That creative, like the spark is there, but yes. just to see what road, like you'll take with it. Yeah, and always like about finding inspiration and mm-hmm. all that. Just it wasn't necessarily a musical channel, but church definitely opened up the door for that. That's how yeah. it all started. And then in my little elementary school, I was in choir. Same in high school. Mm-hmm. I rocked some musicals. What, what musical did you, did you do? I was Mother Superior in The Sound of Music, which means I had to sing Climb Every Climb Mountain. Climb Every Mountain. Yeah, rocked it. Famous in the Flora House for most fast-forwarded through song <laughs> in a musical. <laughs> if, that was an award, if that was an award, it would have won. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. I would, See, if I would have watched it live, I probably would have taken a bathroom break then. <laughs> that's rude. I know. It is. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. I, I'm not. Because <laughs> that song was famous for that. Yeah, seriously. Like, can we can we fast forward this? this? I didn't care. I wanted to see the kids sing. And I wanted to see the yole That whole. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, it's no goat. secret that I wanted to be Maria. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Why was that? Is it because you are an old soul? For Mother Superior? Yeah. Is that why you think you were chosen for that role? I don't know. I just always got second rate. Really? Yeah. Is that the story you're I just story am not number life? one, Nick. Is that what we're trying to get at? Yeah. that's Always that, that's number why I, two. That's why I brought you here. <laughs> <laughs> you're the second <laughs> podcast I'm doing. You're number two. So there you See? go. Oh, yeah. my God. That's what keeps me going, though. <laughs> I'm always trying to get to number one. That's the way I feel, too. Like, I... I I, it's embarrassing to talk about the internet outside of the internet, but I, I tweeted this morning that I had two followers until 800. I saw that. And I lost two. 
I checked it and like 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 a little bit later, and it was that I that I was down four now, and How I was just like, happen? people are messing with me because I mess with people. Oh. You know, because I have a sense of humor overall about and self deprecation. It's one. Of, I think it's one of those things that if you make the joke about your like, I'm the fat kid. Like people are like you're the fat kid. I'm like no no no. I can say it, not you. You know, okay. it's just one of those deals. But gotcha. I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just, you know, and then and then I'm like, why do I care about something so stupid as followers? Like, I don't want anybody who's not going to follow me out of genuine interest. So should I not have followed Friday to you? No, no. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. Once again. No, I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. I, li- I like it when somebody... I don't want to talk about the internet anymore. Okay. Um, so, you have Just, a website. No. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's that like? Did you watch the 30 Rock where... where um, oh my God, what's his name? The Tracy. Alec no, Bowen. Um, the bellboy. Kenneth. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth. He's a page. He's not a bellboy. Whatever. <laughs> he might as well be. Yeah, Kenneth. Where he has this book of ideas, and the only thing in it is bird internet. I know. And he keeps bringing it up. <laughs> Doesn't apply. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, let's go back to the to the questions here that I have okay. written down on this paper that you yeah, can clearly focus. Let's really get into I know. it. So, tell me a difficult story about your female years. Oh God. <laughs> what was the What was the earliest kind of inkling of maybe I could do this more than church. Yeah. Or well, school. and let me explain my church too. I went to an enormous mega church. Oh, really? So singing in church wasn't like in front of 30 people. Oh, it that's was, what I imagined. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a big church with a huge audio video set up with so singing on a Sunday was in front of like a thousand people. So Oh, wow. So there was certainly a performance aspect to it beyond like what So so when I say it was inspired by church it was, you know, there. I was singing on a stage in front of a thousand people. Yeah, like, and to, that's got to be, apart from like the worship aspect of doing it, that's got to be. There's got to something there that clicks in your brain of like, this is fun. Yeah. Oh. To use this talent that I have naturally, and have thousands of people listening. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when I, I actually in high school was on a track to go into medical school mm-hmm. and uh there was this big summer program that i went to at uh, boston university for like aspiring right doctors you know <clears throat> and so i went to that and somebody said in the middle of one of the seminars which you hear a million times as an adult that it was the first time i had heard it as a teenager you know they said all of you are smart enough all of you will work hard enough or you wouldn't be in this program but if if there is anything else in the world that you want to do do that Wow. Because this is so hard. <laughs> you know, I've never heard that. Yeah. And when I when I heard that, I was like, hmm, yeah, there's something else I want to do. And I that's that's when it first clicked to me that I actually when when it was posed to me as an ultimatum kind of like that, I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I really do want to try music. Um and How old were you at that time? I was seventeen then. So it and I had never written a song. Could not play an instrument. I mean, I could oh, tinker. Really? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It was all singing and tracks at church. Mm-hmm. That was all I had done. And whatever. So, so Belmont came onto my radar here in Nashville by a guy at my church. It t- told me about it, and I came up and visited, and was like, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to try this. Of course, I had stars in my eyes. I thought I would go to music school, get a vocal degree. I didn't you get a degree work. and a record deal at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. That labels are just, like, waiting for graduates to yeah, sign. Yeah, all, know? like, half of the graduation is made up from A&R guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and it took me a little longer than it probably should have to realize that I had stars in my eyes. Yeah. Like, maybe five years too long. <laughs> After graduation? Well, that could... I, I feel like that could kind of blind innocence, I guess. It yeah. can also work in your favor, too. Because you'll... Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not jaded. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was... Like, you know, like, I've, I've, I know a lot of people who graduate <laughs> at, from Belmont and, and are just like, I'm done with music. Yeah. By the time they get that degree, they're like, give it to me so I can go go to grad school and become something different than when I... You know? Yeah. Do you feel like Belmont was more helpful than than hurtful as, as far as like because you know in this town you hear kind of the cliche of like oh he's belmont kid like yeah yeah you I feel think, like it hurt or, or more than it helped or no i think because i was so naive i think 
it helped. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I look back on it so fondly. Like I, all my music training, I loved, I loved my classes. I met incredible people and all of that. When I look back, I think, okay, so I didn't get the record deal. I thought I was going to get. So what? Like I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still pursuing it. I'm still writing. All of this stuff is built on the time that I spent there. Maybe a professor didn't directly say like, write a song that this way you know but but my experiences there I grew so much um as a result of teaching classes and friends that I met there that I yes it was worth it even though it's crazy expensive it was still worth it yeah and I and it didn't yeah (laughs) it didn't I don't know I didn't I don't blame the school necessarily yeah you know I don't know and I know it's easy to do and there are a lot of things about it that are just total incredibly cheeseball but it's kind of awesome. I'm not a sailor boy out on your sea, but I get on any boat that brings you back to me. remember like kind of the first thing that you heard and you're like oh i want to be amy grant or i want to be you know i'm assuming it's amy grant um let's move on uh, <laughs> no like like what well, you know cause, and it can be anything like i always i always say which is funny like i really kind of dove into that question myself recently like what was the kind of the first thing for me it was california raisins was the oh, first you know wow they had, way back. i know and i was like that's the kind of the first thing other than my dad who played music all the time but the first kind of pop music i heard was a California Raisin singing Motown, and I was like, that is so fun. I want to be yes. a claymation raisin. That's like my sing. friend DJ, when he saw that thing you do, was like, that's what I want to do. That, yeah. What, what, did you have something like that, or just something that, or a couple of artists, or? Mine's not cute and funny, but it was Joan Osborne's album Relish. Uh-huh. I remember, like, putting that in, so this is junior high. Is that know? the one with one of us on yes. it? That, yeah. Yeah. And I put that in, and I was like, I can sing this. Like, I'm singing along with her. I can do that. Yeah. You know, like, awesome. And same thing with uh, Natalie Merchant's album, Ophelia, which is, like, not that great in retrospect. <laughs> but, sorry, she, Natalie. I love you. She's listening. Okay. <laughs> right now. I love everything else you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was that era. And I remember Joan Osborne specifically and Crystal Lewis. Yeah. Beauty for Ashes. That album, I was just like, this is incredible. This chick can sing, and I can kind of sing. Yeah. You no, know? that's crazy, because I, I actually hear a little bit of knowing your music now. Like, I, I can hear that. Yeah. Like, in there, you know, just like people can hear California Raisins in mind. <laughs> no, no, I, that, that's great. Powerful female singers. Yeah. You know, duh, that's what I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Which makes sense, because your voice is, like, perfectly aligned with, with those women, too, oh, I would say. Thanks. You're welcome. End of interview. <laughs> We're done. Get out of here. Uh, that's you know that's that makes perfect sense because I know a lot of people that probably listen along to artists and they're like I can do this but when you stop the recording they sound terrible you know <laughs> yeah now that happened a lot with Counting Crows for me I wanted to be Adam Duritz did not work out so it, well for like, me it took like you were just saying about realize getting the stars out of your eyes I think it real I think it took me five years longer than it should have to realize that I wasn't Adam Duritz or like trying to sing way higher out of my register yeah. And just killing my voice, and like I went to a vocal teacher to teach me to sing like that. Wow. I remember, I remember bringing in a couple uh, records of people and being like, "I wanna, I wanna get up to that yeah. where I can sing so high and like that." And the lady was nice and tried to teach me, and it just wasn't <laughs> wasn't working. And I was like, <laughs> "I'm doomed," because I don't know what else to do, you know. And then uh, thankfully, I kind of realized that I could just do whatever I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, but it's so silly. The, the dreams of our youth, yeah. you know. Mm. 
Hmm. Let's just think about that for a moment. Mm. You say you. <laughs> we're done. Uh, you say you. Do you find you relate more to kind of powerful women singers? Like, if you hear that somewhere and you don't recognize it, or are you more prone to like who is that? Yes. I want to get into that. Absolutely. It, like, like the first time I heard Nina Simone, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, who is this woman? What yeah. is she about? You, you know, and because it, it's not she doesn't have a pretty voice. No. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Not even a little bit, but it, but it is that kind of, it captures, Oh my God. or captivates would be a better word. Yeah. And she's like interpreting. She is, she is feeling every moment of every mm. piano note and song and note she's singing, vocal note, whatever you call that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, artists like that, definitely. You can, I can hear a million like people that aren't like that and I can't think of one because it disinterests me. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just got a little pretentious in here. <laughs> Yikes! Did you, so you said you didn't you didn't play an instrument or ever had written a song. Yeah. What, what was the journey to get to the point where you could write a song? Did you pick up an instrument or did you start writing just by singing and writing down things? Or no, yeah, I picked up an acoustic guitar my freshman year of college because all the cool chicks played acoustic right. guitar. Right. I figured that yeah. out for a semester. So I took a lesson, you know, one of my classes, and that was terrible. I was ridiculously bad. Um, and so I was like, I'm quitting this. This is stupid. I'm a singer. That's right. <laughs> and then, but, I, you know, then you take what you learn later and just keep playing around with it and then yeah. figure it out. So that's how I learned to write songs was with the guitar. But only recently have I started, like in the past two years, have I started writing away from an instrument because I was limited, you know, yeah. but because I'm not a great guitar player. I was trying to fit my songs into what I could pl- manage to play, you know. So I've tried in the past couple of years to just start with no instrument, just singing the song that I want to sing and mm-hmm. then, you know, trying to use the guitar to support that. It's been fun. That's a challenge. You want to always do something different, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. That would, that terrifies me, actually. I don't even know if I'd be able to do it. That'd be a good exercise, because I, I write so much on guitar. Well, that... you're really good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're right. Um, good point. End, end of that question. <laughs> wow, we've, cl- we've closed this many I, times. I know. We've that's right. So that's, that's, that's how I do thinkers. it. I'm just, I'm just looking for the compliment to me in every question. Nice. So, when you met me, what was your top five favorite qualities? <laughs> Uh, do you remember when we met? Yes, it was at that Rutledge show. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had heard, I knew Jason, your husband. Oh, you did? Yeah, he, he played with Andy before I moved here. He he played with Andy. On a tour. Came down to Arkansas. Yes. In Texas. And they played in, I think they played in Austin where Jason's from. And yeah. They came back up and they, they played two, no, just one show at that point. But they stayed at our house for a couple of days. And, uh, and so I, I knew Jason and then moving here, everybody just kept saying your name. But seriously, it was like, do you know do you know Emily Deloach? It was oh like a name dropping thing. And by everybody, I mean like Andy and Allison. Yeah. But uh, and so I just knew, I just knew you, to, knew you from there. But like, I would say stuff to to them, or whatever, and they're like, you you would get along with Emily really well. And so, and then we yeah we met at that Relish show, and it was weird how we kind of knew. I think we had inside jokes by the time yeah, we, we left. <laughs> yeah. I just remember laughing. Yeah, a lot. yeah, totally. Yeah. But you laugh a lot. You're pretty jovial. I know, little Ella Osinga, she's always like. Hey Emily, why do you laugh so much? Why do you laugh all the time? <laughs> in this cute, childlike, innocent way, she just is like, I've never seen somebody laugh yeah. so much. Why do you do that? <laughs> but I love it. That's interesting because I, I know knowing you and knowing that you do, you are very upbeat and, and all stuff like that. And then you listen to your music, and oh, it, and no. I'm not. This isn't a put down at all. No, but, I know. But it goes into this kind of profound ethereal place where you're just like oh my gosh like because i think on surface level you could come off as just fun loving and all these things like that and then but you have these other levels that come out in your music is it, are you aware that you do that yeah or was it does it, is it the thing that bothers you or yeah. do you kind of love that you have these two different sides well i i do it's all honest so yeah. weird and I didn't expect you to say profound. I thought you were oh, going to def- No, no, no. Wow, I, that's not what I was prepared for, but anyway, <laughs> um the thing when I notice it is when I'm on stage, you know, and I'm talking and I'm like, "Hey!" <laughs> and then it's like So you're an Indian on stage. Native American. Sorry. No, not. Whoa, I was talking about people who live in India. I don't know what you're talking about. So I do, that's when I notice it, like, because 
And I've tried both things, like to be more serious in person, but that's boring. No. Uh-uh. And then to be more upbeat in song, and that's fun. I try to mix it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I do it's, notice It's that. not always there, because I was listening to... You're still, we hear that thunder? That a, that's that's cool. thunder. That's crazy. Thunder in Tennessee. Um, we don't have anything to worry about. We don't have anything to worry about. No, nothing's ever happened in, in Tennessee that involved rain. It was a oh, no. big deal. Yeah. Uh, no one's dressed. <laughs> no, but going back to uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the like you, the difference. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like listening to it. Like there are fun elements in there. Um, like what's I, I'm bad at titles. Is how do you sleep? Yeah. That song, yeah, like that song is is super fun and, and upbeat and even like uh, on on that on your the lucky one EP. I didn't write that. FYI. <laughs> I mean, I oh, yeah, I wanted to get into that because you you co-write with your husband a lot, Jason. Yeah. Right. Did well, he write that? no, we don't co-write a lot. We we. Oh, he no. writes songs and he says, "Play this." Yeah. <laughs> Do it, woman. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. <laughs> We used to, but it just, we ended up fighting. Yeah. Oh my God, how sad. No, that's fine. But we did. Um, but he wrote, he did write a song on the album, um, Just Can't Say You Love Me, and then yeah. I just covered it. But that song was written by Nielsen and Garrison Starr. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's great. Yeah, I know. No, so I, Garrison Starr's great. I know, I love her. I, I love I, her. The first time I ever, I knew of her, and then I saw her play at a writer's round in middle of nowhere really? like outside of franklin and nobody was there what? and it was her and my friend aaron robinson and another guy and it was amazing and she she covered and nobody was there it was literally me and maybe oh oh that what's the guy um he's kind of like a bigger indie kind of paste magazine darling guy now but i, I can't think of his name his dad was also a singer i don't know this isn't going anywhere because i can't remember his name but he lives in town but anyway he was there too and i didn't know who he was and somebody pointed him out so it was me and this guy kind of looking back and you know, after every song kind of clapping and looking at each other and trying to act like we're five people when we're one but she she did a cover of uh this is going way off track but whatever That's okay. um she did a cover of the outfield's uh I don't want to lose your love tonight. You know that song? Oh yeah. And her voice has is the perfect in that register. And then like Aaron jumped in and he has that perfect register voice in harmony to it and it was killer. She's oh. so good. But See, how does that happen? How I don't does know. a moment like this with two awesome artists happen and nobody comes? That's I would say that's Nashville in a nutshell. Because <laughs> I, when I first moved here, I did. I, I tell the story all the time. But when I first moved here, I went and saw Andy Osanga, who, who at the time I didn't, I knew a little bit, but like I was such a huge fan of his. And then I went to see him play full band at Third and Lindsley, and it was me and Matthew Perman Jones and his wife. There were like three people there, and nobody. And like the his backing band was like was you know Paul Eckberg and yeah, yeah and. Uh, uh, like Aaron Sands and Matt from Jars played with him, and I was just like, "How is this happening? Nobody's here." And then I realized later that Andy's just really bad at promoting his special yeah. shows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's why." But that's cool. Uh, they just wanted to play, but no, that's interesting because I I feel like I I kind of went through the same thing where I tried where I didn't realize I think I felt like I was too goofy and I needed to be more serious, and so I tried to make change my personality to be more serious yeah and uh and it just didn't work and then my my dad was just kind of like just just be i don't feel like you're gonna reach anybody if you're not just you or you're not just genuine like nobody wants to see anything that's not genuine yeah you know and if it doesn't come from a genuine place there's no no point in it yeah but but i know we've done a little bit of co-writing together unsuccessfully yeah um yeah. But what I you know, I wasn't good enough. No, you're the first person I ever tried to ride with and so I have oh since written with people, so it's your fault. Oh yeah, I blame myself entirely. It totally and I think it has to do with my writing styles. When I'm writing I'm usually by myself mm-hmm. and the energetic Yeah part of me that comes out is totally stimulated by social interaction, one hundred percent extrovert. That makes sense. And yeah. so and I'm usually writing by myself. And when I so when I'm around people I'm just all about talking and hanging out and getting to know so it's just i don't know i think that has a lot to do with the dichotomy yeah oh good word mm-hmm. look at you with your thesaurus over yeah. there do people bring that up is that something that people oh, yeah. bring up like oh i didn't expect your music to be that way yeah and especially because when i talk it tends to get high pitched <laughs> and you have you do have this kind of like like, like not I don't want to say deep. Jennifer Lopez said bassy 
Oh, yes. that's right. Kept repeating the word basic. Because you, you sang for Jennifer Lopez. That's correct. Are you allowed to talk about American Idol? Just only a little bit. Really? Yeah. Contractually? Yeah. Whoa, they shut you down? They say you can't talk about it? Or do you just rather not talk about it? No, yeah, there's... Are you serious? Yeah! That is crazy. Because I've talked to a couple people who have been on American Idol actually this season about coming on this podcast, and I... I, all my questions were going to be about American Idol, so they might not be able to talk about it that much. Well, I, I feel comfortable sharing things that were aired or close to being aired. Yeah, because what, what was that experience like? Because I know a little bit of it because I I was there with you. I know. You totally bailed <laughs> day one. You know what? I think that if I was sitting in the same section as you guys, I would have stayed. But yeah, we went. Emily and I went down with... Your, your amazing husband, who did, probably didn't want to be there at all, but probably got equally got humor out of everybody in the whole thing. Because he's, yeah. he's kind of a go-along guy. Yeah. Um, he played super, games on his cell phone yeah, for hila- like eight hours. Hilarious. One of the most unassumingly hilarious people that I know. Because he'll just drop things in. Yeah. And you're just like, he's so funny. Uh, but he, we went down and we we stood in line and went into So early. The it was place, like 5 a.m. Yeah, or something. At, at, at American Idol. And it was one of those things where... Last season, for me anyway, like last season, I was like, these people are screwing it up. Like, they're not yeah. using the stage. They're not picking the right songs. Like, I think I know how to do this mainly because I've been practicing playing music for eight years or whatever. And so I think I can, I think I can do it. Yeah. And so I, I, I would just kind of say that, you know, casually. And, and then people were like, why don't you freaking do it? Yeah. And so I was like, well, they're in town. Like, they could not be closer to me. Yeah. You know? So I, I went down there. And then when I found out you were going, I was definitely like, okay. <laughs> Well, we can buddy system this up. And, yeah. But you, I, I only stayed for an hour and a half or two hours. No, it was longer than that because I remember I got hungry and I was like, my desire for food is stronger than my desire to, ha- you know, have Ryan Seacrest tell me that I, I'm not going to make it. So I'm, so I, and the people around me were so obnoxious and there was all ambiguously gay teenagers. <laughs> Um, the ambiguously gay teenagers. <laughs> exactly. It was. It was just like, okay, that. I'm pretty sure that's a chick, but I don't know. Uh, so, and if I hit on her slash him, that won't tell me anything. But, uh, <laughs> just, but uh, so I, I left. But you actually stayed and tried out yeah. in Nashville. And I got cut. I and, stayed and for like, you know, it was eight to ten hours. I don't remember. It was really that's long. That's crazy. And then got cut. Wait, what, what is the thing? So you go on the floor and there's a bunch of different booths set up. Mm-hmm. And... And they're they're divided by these little Curtain, curtains, black curtain. yeah. Uh-huh. And and you go in with like four, three other people. Yeah, you and uh, three other people right. and stand and just and it's not the judges from the show, right? At all, it's like just random people that they like producers or maybe not even producers. Yeah, they are because you see them okay. throughout the rest of the process. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a lot of producers then because there's yes, there's probably it's a huge operation. Yeah, it is America. Is it a popular I show? <laughs> What channel is it on? <laughs> uh, seriously, they didn't change that thing. But what did what's your what did you sing first off? I sang "It Hurts So Bad" by Susan Tedeschi. I don't know why that didn't run through. <laughs> Do they even know what that was? I don't even think I know that song. It's awesome. It's this big bluesy song. I had to do a powerful female vocal song. Of course, done it for us. Of course. So um, I did that, and then I did some version. Oh, I did a version of. Um, Blackbird by the Beatles. Okay. But I just stood there. Like, I didn't ham it up right. at that round. And so, I, anyway, that's what I think. And so, the, and they were like, did they deliberate? Oh, you know what? I did two songs. Yeah. And the other people in the row were going for like, thir- you know, maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, thank you. And they went back. But they asked me to do two songs, which they hadn't asked anybody else to do two songs. Mm. Like, yes. Yeah. So you're thinking like, oh, there's something. Yeah. That I'm going to make it. And then, and I did Blackbird by the Beatles, and it was kind of slow. And then they said, can you do something more energetic? And I sang, Killing Me Softly. The most energetic song of all time, obviously. I just totally froze. <laughs> I froze and sang, Killing Me Softly. Why? Did, did, had you rehearsed that one? Was that one in your back pocket? Or yeah. Was it just, or did you just go through your iTunes shuffle in your brain, and that's what came out? <laughs> Because it could have been like the Save by the Bell theme song, or you know, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd rehearsed, you know, twenty songs, like oh, singing yeah. through, like, what can I do acapella? That's mm-hmm. cool. And that had been one of them, but it was one that I had said, eh, "Don't do that." But then I did it. So anyway. And then I, they I were like, to... "No thanks." Yeah, 
Well, then, then you go back in line. I had done three. I had been what? there for like five minutes. When everybody, anyway. So I, I just really thought I was going to make it. Uh-huh. And then I went back in the row and they called it. They said, sorry. You know, nobody's, you just weren't quite what we were looking for. And the girl was looking at me the whole time when she said that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this again. I have to do this again. Yes. You're no quitter. <sighs> always in the battle to be number one. I know. But Not you're, gonna be you're always number, number two. two. <laughs> always number two. And so, were, so, was that it for the day? I was it for the day. So then I went to Austin. They auditioned in Austin yeah. like a couple weeks later, which is where Jason's from. So I was right. like, we'll just make it to a fam trip. Yeah, you know, totally. And I'll do it again. And I did. And actually, my mom went with me that time, and she's like the world's biggest cheerleader. Like, mm-hmm. you can do this. Stay, Just stay focused. Stay away from the Fugees. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so anyway, that was the fun round because I got made it through. But you're there for hours and hours and hours, and then anyway, made it through to Hollywood. So what's the process after you make it through? Like the I don't think the, I can share that. Really? Because it's people share it all the time. I read it on the internet. You did? Yeah, several okay. times. Then I will. There are a lot of girls who made it who who made YouTube videos about and just just explain the process and Oh really? A little bit. Yeah. Before okay. I before I went I did a bunch of research to kind of see what the what the dealio was. Okay. Are you really did you have to sign something? Yeah, and I don't I it was like a big long thing and I didn't really quite understand it all. I just got it, they do it to scare you, I guess, and it worked on me. Well, from you don't have to say anything because I I don't want to I really don't want to get you in trouble yeah, <laughs> because get of this. Sued. But what what I heard was that you there's two more rounds of singing for producers and they kind of comb you for story and like that kind of a deal. And Sounds like you have some good information. Yeah, that, that's what I heard. And then if and they kind of see what they can run with on that way because it is a TV show. Right? Um, and knowing you and how talented you are, it seems like they were, it just was like, they chose not to focus on you because they didn't know how to spin it, which is really stupid. That's just my opinion. Thanks. But it's, which is really dumb because there are some people on there. We watch, we watching this year. I don't know if you're watching it. I'm seeing it every once in a while. But I know it's kind of a sore spot. Yeah. I get a little. Because you went to Hollywood. Angry. I know. Except I love Casey and I love Paul McDonald. Yeah. So I do watch it because I like Did you know Paul beforehand? No. He's a Nashville guy. I know. And before I went, so many people had said, look out for this guy. Yeah. I did. And he was so nice. I looked him up on, on Facebook when they were like, it's a. Nashville guy, and we have like thirty-seven friends in common. It yeah. was one of those things. Where I was like, "Oh, so we might know people." I know, so, and he's from Alabama. Oh, what? weird. Well, there you go. Multiple connections. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know you couldn't talk about it that much. And mm. I don't know. I'm. Not, I don't want to be weird. But, but you just... weren't. It wasn't like you were in like the top twenty-four or something. No. You, were, you didn't even. I think on actual airtime, you they just showed you walking into a room. Yeah, I mean, it was like nothing. But overall, are you are you glad you you did it? Did Absolutely. it or? I recommend it to everyone. Who really? Ever, yes. If you even think you might want to do it, just do it. Are you bitter towards the show? No, at all? no, 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 no. Do it. Oh my gosh. Now, do understand that it's a TV show, and do not put yeah. all of your eggs in the American Idol basket. That's stupid. So many but people do, do that, it. Though. You never so many, know. Yeah. You never I, know. I've known people that do it, and anytime that that show's mentioned, they have to pop in the conversation and talk about what a travesty and crap it is oh i'm just like well I mean, there's really no i i, I don't know like, yeah that's fine if that's your experience but you know negativity doesn't really get you anywhere exactly how is that helping <laughs> so, them it None. doesn't right. it doesn't don't yeah just do it and take it for what it is and you know yeah do the best you can what's to lose yeah. american idol is one of those weird things where like technically i'm not supposed to like it because you know i'm a 29 year old dude <laughs> but who's straight but i Remember, I, I watch it every year because I kind of want to see, I guess just from a pop culture junkie standpoint, I kind of want to see what's going on. Yeah. And I, and I end up getting roped in. Usually, if, if the guys that I like get get cut off early on, I'll kind of not watch anymore. It's but, interesting. Yeah, and yeah. the girls this year have just been underwhelming. So how far did you, like, who told you you got cut? Was it a producer or was it actual no, yeah, J-Lo was, and Steven Tyler and yeah. Randy? Okay. In Hollywood, it's all the judges. Oh, okay. It's their, their realm. Yes. Kinda. and so But I got cut the very first round. Which is when you walk up in the row of 10 and they say, contestant you number come two. come forward, you go. Please step forward. Oh, that thing. Contestant number seven. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy tension. I, I don't yeah. even I don't even know if it's really, I mean, it makes good television, I guess. Yeah. But I keep forgetting that it's a TV show. And I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> and I saw incredible people get cut. And then I saw incredible people make it through. Yeah. So as, you, as you're watching that, you just, you know. Because I mean, at the same time, they are looking for talent, but they're also looking for 
this segment of American of our viewers are gonna love this guy. Yes. And this girl, I think this girl will relate well. And yeah. They try to get every kind of color in the rainbow as far as age and sex and all that stuff is yeah. concerned. And it obviously works. I mean, the show's back. It's like not losing ratings for the first yeah. time in a couple years. I yeah. Think, yeah. So and it's fun. I think the, the judges are great. I think it's fun. What do you I think? Really it's really think great. It? I think it's. I mean, I think it's just the greatest thing ever. I can't believe it's how awesome it is. All right, you. I, you're not going to get sued now, I don't think. <laughs> you just said enough nice things about it. So when you graduate Belmont, mm-hmm. and what's your what was your kind of next step? Like, what did you think was going to happen? We talked about little stars in your eyes or whatever. Yeah. And like, did you did you just think did you think like I have to record something now and and yeah. or what was the next step after yeah after college? At that point, also while I was in school, independent recording like was happening was like really becoming possible. People were having little studios in the back of their houses and the whole big record label model was being exposed and breaking down. And so um, all that was happening while we were in school. And it was just like, what? You mean you can do this at your house? You can have a program on your computer and like this? I don't understand. Yeah, that was kind of the shift of that time. kicking that. Yeah. Yeah. And everything in my mind had been focused on the big record label model so all this was changing at the time but it was really fun because right after I got into school I could go meet with Nielsen Hubbard and talk mm-hmm. about doing an album independently and it wasn't going to be $50,000 and right. you know it's things like that were possible so so that just became the plan I had a band at the time and we had played together for a few years and had really developed a thing and um, so I, it, the next step was to make a, an album so I did that and then but I didn't know anything about promotions. Nothing. I knew nothing about like, okay, now I have an album. Now what? It's so really great. You think people now just find out about it? Yeah, I guess what? I just thought yeah. I'd make it and then it would just I'd I'd put it on CD Baby and yeah. people would be like, hey, what's that Emily Deloach girl doing? And, you know, and just like go find it on their own. Yeah. And I don't know. And that does happen when you already are established but when you're not you know people aren't anyway yeah so it so i just sat on it essentially uh just not knowing what to do did you play shows and i played a few but Mm -hmm. i mean like seriously not that many i played in town a lot right um and i met jason at that time and was all about you know getting myself Mm. hitched (laughs) <laughs> so that consumed a lot of my time because I was falling in love. Mm, um, boring. What next? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's just what I did. I got married and got into that whole, you know, got our new life established. And then a couple years later, I was like, you know, I do really want to do this. I don't want to. I, I love my job and everything, but I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And once again, if you can do anything else, do that. You know, and that, that whole thing came back. And so you, you, what industry did you find yourself in? Like, did you just kind of take a job to pay the bills? And then was music just always on the back burner? And then... Yes. Or you weren't sure if you wanted to do it at all? Or were you always kind of sure you should know how, in what capacity? Yeah, I always wanted to do it. There was never a time when I thought, oh, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. I had quit writing. I did stop writing, but I it was always in the back of my head. Um, I just didn't know how. I had no idea how to do it. And I still don't know how, but I'm at least trying to figure it out now. Mm -hmm. So I had taken, yes, a job to pay the bills, working in the accounting department of a company that builds websites for community banks in the accounting department. That's a long title. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, just to accentuate how just tedious it was, you Mm -hmm. know, billing for community banks. Like, ugh. So, um but whatever, it just had happened. And it was actually a pretty cool job. Don't get me wrong. It sounds a lot worse than it was. Um, and fortunately, it was that boring because if I had had something that I enjoyed more, maybe I would maybe I would yeah. have been more to, in tune to settle for that or whatever. So then I started playing a lot more shows, started getting better at guitar, thinking I need to be able to pull this off of myself, mm-hmm. and practicing a lot more, writing again. And then put out a little EP last year, which is three songs. The Lucky Ones? The Lucky Ones EP. And so now, this year, I'm going to do an acoustic EP. Oh, never cool. done that before. Yeah, I've never done anything acoustic. So Jason and I are going to do it, actually, together. Who's going to produce it? 
We are. Oh, both of you guys just in your house? Yeah. That's it's awesome. Gonna be, I mean, it's going to be really basic. And we're just yeah. going to see how far we can get and then go from there. Because he, he played music for a while. Yeah, Jason. He put out awesome. a record and... Yeah, he did it with Kaysen, same mm-hmm. guy that I did the EP with. And it's really good. And he knows how to engineer. He had done it all. He recorded his own vocals for his album and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to try it. So he seems like that, like that kind of a guy who yeah. hands on and he'll figure it out. Exactly. It's kind of a man. He's totally a man. I just thought about that the other day. I was like, I have a husband that can fix stuff. Yeah. He's, like, a, he's a man. He's, I never he's even, not just some guy. He's a man. Yeah. He gets really annoyed because I try to drag him around everywhere. But we found a balance where I just go and leave him at home. <laughs> <laughs> we talked we talked about it for a second earlier. Uh, well, not we talked about it for a little bit earlier. But you're, I wrote this down because this is kind of the way I, I feel when, when listening to your music is... Because lyrically, your songs do tend to be more ambiguous and kind of nuanced instead of kind of straightforward mm-hmm. lyrically and stuff like that. You kind of paint these these pictures with with different images and and through words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they still, I don't know how you do it, but they come off really personal. Like I still feel like, oh, something happened. Yeah. There. Um, and I feel like that. I guess that's a that's a cool way to. I, I haven't figured out how to do that yet, but I, it's it's a really. I look up to that because it's a cool way to kind of exercise whatever you need to do, I guess, um, to get, I need to get this feeling out or I need to get this thought out, but I can kind of mask it in, in kind of poetry enough. But, uh, did you set out to do that or was it just kind of the way you, you write or influenced by other people that do that? Do you, yeah. What, do you know that you do that? Because you do. No, I didn't. I, um, thank you for saying that because I, I did not. But it makes sense because I think to me just like saying exactly what is happening, you know, like sharing the thing or whatever right. is it's like that's that title. It's just like too jarring. I don't want to be, I don't know, even though I think there are moments of like when I hear something so specific in a song, I'm like, oh my that's perfect, you know. Yeah. It's just some, not the way Some I people can do it really well. Yeah. But um It's just not the way I communicate in speaking or writing. So but but the reason it does is because it always is coming from something specific. I'm not I'm not just making stuff up. I'm singing about something that really has happened. Mm-hmm. So and just trying to make it less caustic. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I'm glad. Thanks. What specifically the song The Lucky Ones is can you share what that's about? Is that yeah. about something? Yeah, it's when I was eighteen. I was in a car accident with um, my boyfriend at the time, and we had gone to the beach with his family, and we're on our way back, and we're on Interstate 65, a little south of Birmingham, and it was raining, and there were uneven lanes on the interstate, and um, and we got into a car accident. We were like 45 minutes from home, and it was really bad. We spun three times and flipped three times. Mm. And he actually died in the car accident. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, so that's and that's what the song's about. I do have another song called "Almost Tried." It was on my first EP, yeah. which is about that same incident. And um, but that was really fresh off of it. That was like maybe a year or two later. So that's like one perspective of the song, just like missing him, and mm-hmm. this is so horrible. Like how do, how am I gonna? figure my life out, you know, and then, but then this one is 10 years later, looking back at it kind of in a different way. When I mentioned going through that hiatus of writing, I just kind of moved, life had kind of taken its toll, you know, I was going in a different way and I was, so I sat down to write again and I couldn't, I had nothing to say, you know, and I, or I thought I had nothing to say. And so I wanted so badly to get away from the car accident because I felt like that had shaped a whole lot of my early music. Um, And I thought, I just, I need to do something different. I need to move on. I need to write about something else. And, um, but I tried and it was all just total crap. I just, because I'd been out of the habit for so long. So I thought, well, I tried for months and months to to do it and just with to no avail so I was like forget it I was just up late one night and just I'm just gonna write about what I know how to write about and so that's how that song came out I just started and finished it was one of those that you mm-hmm. just start and finish in an hour you know yeah. and I thought too why am I shying away from this like it's I don't I'm not embarrassed it's, it's a story mm-hmm. that I would like to tell you know I want people to know about Wes and know like what happened I shouldn't I shouldn't just like box it up and put it away. When the night falls on the land. 
all the secrets that I feel like that incident kind of was your identity for a little bit like in, yeah. in trying to separate yourself from like this doesn't define me yes. it's just something that I went through right and, and the worst thing I can feel is when somebody feels sorry for me like I cannot stand that feeling mm -hmm. like I'm fine I am fine stop feeling sorry for me so instead of like just dealing with it you know and like addressing that I just would push it away and exactly yeah. I don't want to be the oh I don't know. I just don't want that to be a whole picture. And it's not the whole picture. No. But but that's what I get scared of, is that it would be the whole the whole deal. And what I don't know is how I remember Well, thanks. Emily, thanks for coming on the, the show. This is really fun. Thank you. I loved it. So, Emily Deloach, feller, but not yeah. really feller. Are right. you feller on your driver's license? Yeah, I'm feller on the license. Deloach on the albums. That's right. Real quick, what's next? You're doing this EP? Yeah, I'm doing an acoustic EP. It should be out no later than the fall. We're going to okay. start it now. Or now-ish. We'll start writing now, or, or do you, or the songs already there? I've already there? gotten some songs. I've That's gotten awesome. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's ready to roll. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too weird. No, let's... I want to hear all the podcasts go. Let's go. Well, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more of Emily's stuff, you can check her out at emilydeloach.com. Uh, that's D-E-L-O-A-C-H. Yeah, or Facebook. She's uh, facebook.com slash Emily Deloach. Or at Twitter, she is at Emily D-L-O. Um, as always, you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at, at who writes pod one word, as well as Facebook for updates, um, Twitter questions, other pics of pa past podcast guests on there, as well as peeks into upcoming guests. So, and uh, if, if you also want to just email us, and by us, I mean me, uh, you can uh, do that as well at uh, who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're partnering with Google on this one. See you next time. Rock, Italy, 